We can start with a clap. That's right. Thank you, team. So glad to be out here, and thanks extra to all those who have helped make this outdoor thing possible already. Uh, the Lord be with you, and uh, this time I'll invite you to say it to one another. I've already said it to you, so say those words to one another as we begin our worship together this morning. Very good. So glad to gather with you and those who are pouring in. Welcome. Please make your uh, way to the gathering centers here. Just one more reminder, if you don't already have with you a bulletin or communion elements, they're at the tables on the three kind of triangle corners of this gathering. Make sure you have those so you can join us in our service this morning. Hey, at, uh, my name's Ross Dealman, and here at Fellowship Church, our mission is to love God and others as an accepting community centered in Christ and focused on developing faithful followers of Jesus. And we're so glad for you to be gathered with us this morning to celebrate uh, that life we live together. And even if you are with us online, welcome to... This week kicks off some new additions where we live into that mission all the more, starting right away tomorrow morning with VBS. Vacation Bible School starts tomorrow and runs Monday through Thursday of this coming week. It looks to be a great weather week. It'll be outdoors, a great opportunity for our kids from this church and kids from this community to gather and to belong and grow and serve together at fellowship and for the volunteers, all of you adults, to come alongside them and to love these kids well. We're excited for a good week ahead. Kids, if you're not signed up yet but would like to be, you can just show up tomorrow morning, 9.30, 10-ish in the morning, and, and things start at 10. You can just sign up right at the table when you show up. And, and adults, if you'd like to help serve still, talk to Miss Betsy. She's right over there right now. I see her if you want to get uh, plugged into serving. Shortly after uh, VBS, also this coming week, is Meet Up and Eat Up, a wonderful kind of mission expression of our church where we come alongside and do life with uh, a migrant uh, working group in town. And this is something that was even highlighted with Pastor Nate and the denomination, the RCA, as a, a thing we celebrate that God has opened that door for us as a congregation uh, to be with people in our very own community. And so that starts up this week as well. Um, please do keep that in your prayers uh, as it uh, proceeds. And then one other announcement I want to make known to you as we get started is that one week from today, next Sunday, begins our summer series that we're calling Reconnecting and Rising Strong. And if you'd like to join with us, that'll be a series where we go into a variety of Bible stories in which uh, great characters in the book risk greatly and rise strong afterwards. Um, but along with that is a book, uh, a summer read that you're invited to read on your own or in a group and to do so conversationally. Those books are available just under the canopy right over here. If you'd like to get yours and get started right at the start, you can grab your books over there or grab them for others. It also has a custom bookmark from us to help keep us together on track with questions for group discussion or for journaling and other things. That's all right over there at the table. Make sure you snag it before you leave if you'd like to join in on that particular thing. Hey, I'd like to invite you all to stand with me for our call to worship this morning. Comes to us from the book that we love from Psalm 103, where one of God's faithful people gathers and puts forth these words that might as well come from our hearts as well this morning. It says this, bless the Lord. O oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, 
O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all of our sin. He heals all of our diseases. He redeems our life from the pit. He crowns us with steadfast love and mercy, and he satisfies us with good as long as we shall live so that our youth is renewed like that of the eagles. So friends, let's join together, worshiping this God together.
As you're doing that, would you join me in your hearts in prayer? Wondrous worker of wonders, we praise you, O oh God, not alone for what has been or for what is, but for all, also for what is yet to be. For you are gracious beyond all telling of it. We praise you that out of the turbulence of our lives, a kingdom is coming. It is being shaped even now out of our slivers of loving, our bits of trusting, our sprigs of hoping, in our laughing and in our crying and in our worshiping. That out of our songs and struggles, our griefs and our triumphs, we are gathered up and saved. For you are gracious beyond all telling of it. We praise you, O oh God, that you turn us loose to go with you to the edge of now and maybe to welcome the new, to see our possibilities, to accept our limits, and yet to begin living to the limit of passion and compassion until, released by joy, we uncurl to other people and to your kingdom coming. For you are gracious beyond all telling of it. In Christ's name, amen. Would you continue to worship with us in song as we sing of God's goodness, which has been with us from the moment uh, that we were conceived, and even before that, God has been faithful to us.
Friends, let's go to God in prayer. Gracious God, I thank you for this beautiful day. I thank you that the sun is shining and we are feeling the warmth on our backs. We thank you that we can come to the table this morning. We thank you for short sermons. We thank you that we can come and focus on you and your beautiful creation. We pray that you would quiet our minds and our hearts and help us to focus on your word this morning. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. They say that preachers really just have one sermon, that they just preach over and over again. They just change the stories and the parts of speech references. And so if you accept this logic and the authority that whoever they has, you'll agree that you've essentially heard the same sermon from me over 100 times with a variance of scripture texts and mostly self and colleague depreciating stories. So on this, the occasion of my last sermon, I'm hoping to once again re-preach my one sermon while also saying farewell. I've been thinking a lot about this word farewell and how to say farewell well. And it got me thinking about the word farewell. Now, here at Fellowship, we have had deep conversations about this word over the last few years. Or at least, we had the one conversation about the word. You see, every week there are several people on our consistory designated to greet you as you leave the sanctuary. Except they're not greeting you, they're farewelling you. They're bidding you a blessed journey as you leave this place. And so when it came to naming this position, we recognized that we couldn't call them greeters, because they weren't greeting people. And Bye-byers sounded a little harsh. We needed something a little bit more than that. So that role is now known as the farewellers. So back to this word, farewell. According to Webster's Dictionary, and by the way, whenever pastors say, according to Webster's Dictionary, preaching professors die a little inside. It could be worse. I could have said, according to Wikipedia. (laughs) Anyway, according to Wikipedia, the definition of farewell is an exclamation that is used to express good wishes on parting. This kind of gets at what I've been thinking about. It's not just bye or goodbye. 
There's more to it than that. Farewell is not a word that can be confined to that present moment in which you say farewell. It takes into account the moments that have been and the moments that will be. It's a forward-looking word. When you wish someone farewell, you are wishing another well in their future endeavors. So perhaps farewelling well is the simple act of wishing one another to fare well. So according to Lindsay's dictionary, wishing someone farewell is holding a deep desire that one would fare well in whatever they do, wherever they go. Paul references this as he closes his first letter to the Corinthians. Finally, brothers and sisters, he says, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss or elbow bump as we agreed on last week. All the saints greet you and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Paul says farewell and then he spells out what that means. And his beginning directive fills me with great joy. Paul says, put things in order. Paul is clearly telling us and our children to clean up after themselves, right? Some of you know that I have a bit of, a bit of energy around this. That I believe that caring for the space around you is, it, is important because it informs your spirit that a cluttered home makes for a cluttered mind, that the secret to the universe may be in a cleared-off countertop and toilet paper that goes over the roll, over the roll. I may have deviated just a little bit from Paul's original intent. Paul says, put things in order. Maybe this means just a little bit more than clean countertops, although honestly, it really does help. It means wherever that whatever is disordered among us or in us be set to right. And this is our life's work, isn't it? A little harder than cleaning off a countertop. I guess it maybe depends on your countertop. God's purpose for all of us is to partner with God in setting a fallen world up again. It is the slow, hard work of turning injustice into justice, unrighteousness into righteousness, despair into hope, disorder into order. Paul says, put things in order. Find your intersection of God's need and your passion, or the world's need and our passion, and slowly start putting things back in order one countertop at a time. This is a part of faring well. Paul then goes on to tell the church to agree with one another and to live in peace. Friends, this is hard, especially in this day and age. The opportunity to disagree with one another has never been greater. As a culture, as a nation, as a wider church, we have found new ways to divide, to separate, to judge, and to schism. 
Perhaps this past year is the most poignant example of that. And this sort of righty-right righteousness feels so good at the moment, but it's absolutely debilitating in the long run. Farewelling each other means desiring to live in peace with one another despite our differences. I would contend that it does not mean full mutual agreement with one another on everything, but a desire for mutual understanding of one another. Friends, of all the churches in all the lands, my experience at fellowship is that this church in this place seeks to embody that spirit. We do not all agree on politics, on human sexuality, on football teams. But our <laughs> Calm down. But our mission here keeps us centered on Christ, not on the things that divide us. And I will pray that this will continue to be the case. Oh, okay. Put things in order, agree with one another, live in peace. Beautiful imperatives from Paul, and let's face it, the guy never met an imperative he didn't like. But if you will indulge me, I'd like to add two more of my own, because farewelling has two more components for us to consider. I believe saying farewell means that we need to remember well and hope well. Paul is remembering the Corinthian church in its beautiful, messy wholeness. He's remembering his time with them, their quirks, his quirks. These remembrances inform his imperative choices to create order and to live in peace. And that's the fun part, right? The part where we get to think back on those things that make us smile, and there are so many things I will remember that make me smile from my time here. I will remember the roof leaking in the middle of a sermon. I will remember the one Sunday when the back row crew at 8.30 and you know who you are came up and sat in the second row to cheer me on. I will remember a Nate-created staff learning day in Chicago that was pretty much a conduit for us to play whirlyball. I will remember table to table on World Communion Sunday, the all-church retreated Timberwolf, my fist bumps with my bro leagues before every sermon. I will remember sneaking into a Sunday school room to take a nap during the week, only to hear Ross's voice coming towards me. So I quickly pretended I was on a phone call. I got to take this. I'm just, just here. Just got to take this call. Very important phone call. <laughs> I will remember hearing Nate and JB well before seeing them. <laughs> I will remember opening my sermon folder one minute before the sermon only to realize that I had last week's sermon in my hand. I will remember the cat statue I hid in Emily's cubicle, the stinky floral candle I hid in Ross's office, and the half-finished green goo smoothie that I left in the staff fridge way too many times. I'm so sorry. 
but I will also remember a search committee that turned a dead end into a new idea. I will remember a church that was willing to move to online worship overnight, make a battalion of face masks and communion bags, and seek out ways to make sure everyone in our community was okay. I will remember a church that was willing to hand over their gym to Community Action House and fill that space with fellowship volunteers. But I don't just have thoughts about fellowship's past. In my farewell to you, I also hope well for you. I hope you will continue to live into your mission, to seek out creative ministry opportunities, to imagine possibilities that are just beyond our reach. And the beautiful thing is, friends, that God is already there, making sure that fellowship will fare well in its future. Paul ends the letter with these words. The grace of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And there it is. My one sermon. I hope over the course of the last five years that you have heard it. I have tried in my meager little way to preach grace, to help us all glimpse, if only dimly, the capaciousness of God's grace. Grace that is wide enough to embrace us, grace that is patient enough to wait for us, grace that is stubborn enough to never leave us. Faring each other well is giving each other a glimpse of God's grace, benedicting one another with the promise and seal of God's limitless grace. So, beloved sisters and brothers, farewell. Put things in order. Please remember to straighten the pictures in the church and clean the countertops. <laughs> Live in peace. Continue to be the accepting community you already are. Remember well, God has brought us through some remarkable times. And hope well, God's grace is already out in front of us. There is one place that holds all of these things, a table that Jesus used as he prepared to say farewell to his disciples. And in this, the Lord's Supper, farewell is embodied. Thanks, Linz. We uh, could say that that was a short sermon, but I'd like to use the word small sermon. <laughs> <laughs>
and a typical small sermon in so many ways because it was thoughtful, crafty, grace-filled, and hope-filled. So thank you. And now we turn to this table where we remember who we are as God's people, as God's people here at Fellowship, but more importantly as, as children of God, that we belong body and soul to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. We also come here to commune, commune with the saints of all time and the saints across all places, which is a good reminder that no matter where we fare well to, we join together here. And we also come here in hope, remembering uh, that Christ will one day, this is just a foretaste of the feast that we will have uh, one day with Christ. We will come in remembrance, in communion, and in hope. We also uh, come this morning uh, in a particularly fitting, well, not really fitting way, in probably Pastor Lindsay's least favorite way, and that's with these little <laughs> communion cups. So in a few moments, we will instruct you to do this. But just to give you a few instructions before we get to the good stuff, uh, there is a pla thin plastic layer that you'll pull off for that you know, delicious wafer that, that lies beneath it, and then you'll pull off the, the, the top for the juice. We don't have to do that just yet, but uh, just wanted to warn you that there's two layers of peeling. To it's make. actually a, a Cabernet, actually Cabernet? a Cabernet, about 1997's Cabernet I, I, in there. I don't know. It's looking more like a red blend, I think I would say. <laughs> Save us, I better us. pray. <laughs> I better pray. <laughs> Let's pray together. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, for life in this world, for life together, for the life of the small family among us, for the life of Fellowship Church in this community and especially for the life we share through your son Jesus at this table. And today especially, we gather around this table, first of all, to remember well, to remember Jesus, to remember the life we have together with him. We gather also at this table to hope well, believing that all Christ and all of Christ's benefits are made available to us at this table. So we help hope well and we experience together. That's why we do this practice. That's why as our whole lives have been disrupted over this past year, and even today, as we embrace a farewell, we come together at this table to experience it, the fullness of Christ among us. Let it be so today, O oh God. So send your spirit upon us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took a loaf of bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and having given thanks, he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink of it, all of you, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Friends, this is the body of Christ broken for you. Dear friends, this is the blood of Christ shed for you.
Gracious and loving God, we thank you that you teach us how to say farewell. And so we wish farewell to each other. May we remember well. May we hope well in all of our farewells, knowing that ultimately it is not farewell, that we will see you again, that we will be reunited. Thank you for giving us a sign and a foretaste of that here at this table. We pray all of these things in your precious name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Would you stand and let's sing together the love that is God's that will not let us go. friends, at this moment, I want to invite forward the small family. So I see you over there, Kyle and Micah, Madeline and Lulu. Would you please make your way up here? There's only a wonky, scary staircase in the back corner here. So you got to just, it's like a test. You got to conquer the staircase over there. President Jeff Jansma is up here with me as well, president of our congregation. We want to acknowledge together in these next few moments uh, what's happening in our life together as a congregation with our official farewells to the small family, Lindsay and family. So, <laughs> not sure what you have on your face, Kyle.
If I were you, I'd be in the shade because this is feeling really nice. Okay, Smalls. Um, the, we, we've talked about this a fair bit. I'm going to start my hug now. This is from Fellowship Family. So um, the Fellowship Family is stronger, and I believe our relationship with the Lord is stronger because you've been a part of the Fellowship Family for the last five years. It's been amazing. Um, now, two things. One is, yep, we've got... So I'm Dutch. I'm not Swedish, right? Yeah. But, okay, same part of the world, kind of. Um, and so I'm looking for, for bargains and good deals and, and coupons. So I want to share this coupon or certificate um, with you to follow through what you just shared in terms of a farewell. Um, and that is, they say, for each of you, you are a part of the fellowship family for life. So, when you come back, like a proud mom, and you see that we've continued to grow in our faith, and in our strength, and in our love of the Lord, you can say, I was a part of that, and it continued to grow. And I want to thank you for that. Now you can clap. We love you. <laughs> thank you. Here, pass them right through. <laughs> I, think, I think you guys are going to frame those for your new house, right? Uh, and then you can put them in each of the bedrooms. Okay. Know that you all are treasured here, and we are actually going to do a little bit more remembering well uh, in just a few moments. Uh, but in the meantime, I pray that you might remember who you are and uh, the very thing that, as you have taught us, we can't escape. <laughs> Uh, ourselves. And we thank you for who you, each of you are, for Lulu and her joy and the ways in which she bring, makes other people happier, uh, for Madeline and her passion and her love for life, her uh, capacious, you might even say, spirit, and the ways in which she invites other people in, for Micah and his uh, athleticism and pride, no, uh, and his compassion for his uh, desire to befriend even uh, the littlest among us. Uh, we're super thankful for it. We're good. <laughs> for Kyle's. And for Lynn's, not just for uh, the chance to work with you, but for the chance to be uh, a part of your life. C.S. Lewis said uh, that to love is to be vulnerable. Uh, it's to share your heart with somebody else. I think I can speak on behalf of Fellowship Church and say that you have shared your heart with us, that you have shared your heart with me, and that we have been blessed and, uh, by the chance to love well uh, in this uh, season of life. And we know uh, that, uh, as he said, to be it's, love is vulnerable because uh, it risks this feeling, this broken heart feeling, but that's not a bad thing. So thank you uh, for your gifts among us, for who you are as a family, and for uh, your willingness to share those gifts with, the fellowship, with, with fellowship Church. So here, here to the small family. Uh, as a parting song for you all, uh, 
Jess is going to <laughs> save us with a song of blessing <laughs> for the small family. It's brutal to sing when you're crying. So Kyle's going to sing this. <laughs> Just want to. <laughs> Maybe in a different kind of brutal. <laughs> no, I've never heard you sing, Kyle. Maybe we'll give you a chance. All right. So. In this blessing, um, I'd invite you to extend a hand towards the small family as a visible sign of sending them on their way well. Let's try and sing this together. The small family loves a good party. So in just a few minutes, we are going to have a good party together. Uh, but we are going to break from our uh, gathered worship service and with those of you that are worshiping with us online uh, in just a few moments. But uh, in the meantime, you'll have about five minutes uh, to, if you need to go to the bathroom or grab a cup of coffee, you know, since it's so cold out here. Um, and then we'll get started in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.